You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey everybody, this is Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. Hey, what's up? This is Chadness from Hell Yeah and Mudbane. This is Ron Bumblefoot Fall. Hey, this is Barbara Wild. And this is Daniela Clark. This is Johnny from Art of Dying. Hey, this is Mixie from Stitched Up Heart. Hey, this is Nick Reese from Joyous Bowl. Hey, this is Josh from Badflower. Welcome aboard the ship making way. Fuck! Hey, this is Ralph Sutton. This is Aaron Jones. What's going on, gang? Zach Wild here. And you're listening to Making Waves, the Ship Rocks Podcast! Making Waves. Welcome to Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast. This is episode 56. We have some very interesting guests today we'll get to here in a moment. Uh, just let you know that uh, Making Waves is the fastest growing rock podcast in the world as yeah. we speak right now with over 6,000 new subscribers. And uh, we couldn't help but thank the people at Sound Talent Media for bringing us into the family and helping us get the word out. So without further ado, we'd like to welcome, well, they're kind of a break from what we've been doing lately. So this is a nice change. And uh, personally, we'll get to it. It's, it's a band I've actually known about now for God, going on 20 years. Can I say that? 20 years? Anyway, hey, hey. guys, welcome, please. I don't miss Horrorcore icons, Twisted. We want to welcome Matt Rock from Monoxide from Twisted. And... Uh, Gentlemen, it's a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Yes, Thank, you, Thank you, Justin, for having us. Yeah, really? yeah. Well, you know what? This is really Chad's idea because you guys are all Detroit boys. So this is really a nice, it's a nice little thing you got going on here. And it's great to see that community um, really does support each other. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing. And um, we'll get in again, we'll get into that later. But listen, we want to talk about what you guys going on, got going on right now. Uh, a new album coming out. We'll, we'll get yep. into. Um, and one of the singles that we're really interested in is the song Envy. Yeah, yeah. Our friend Spencer from Ice Nine Kills and Richard Fossey, and I, yeah. I believe right. Who who did the production on that? If you could fill me in, Johnny Andrews from Motionless and White. Yeah, yeah. he's got his, he's got his name yeah. and his fingers and a few things like absolute mad scientist genius. It's amazing. It's before, we went, before we went on air, we were talking about the idea of Halloween every day, the old ministry song. And uh, last week, having Bill Mosley on with you guys now, and then some of the characters just mentioned Spencer and uh, and uh, is it jo- <clears throat> remind me, Jonathan? Huh? The, 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 from Motionless and White. Uh, oh, 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 Johnny, uh, Johnny, oh, Johnny, Johnny Andrew. Johnny. Okay, yeah. yeah so, Johnny yeah. Andrew, so we have yes, this sir. conglomeration now of, of of musical artists who are simply fascinated with the macabre style of the genre so yeah absolutely so i I guess we could start off by just saying what in the world went through your minds 20 years ago when you said we're going to do twisted and this is the direction we're going to go and we're going to talk about the kind of the darker side of things you're not going to talk about the street hustle you're going to talk more about the ed games of the world yeah um we we found we found out that horror movies were our escape like to whatever shit was going on in our world, whether it was uh, poverty or, or, or being made parents or whatever. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and, and Paul and I and Brian, another friend of ours would like do these sleepover movie bashes where we would go to blockbuster and rent the most obscure boxed VHS movies and uh and and watch them and like that was our peace of mind like those were our songs like like evil dead part two is like a a song for the soul like we know it word by word so many of these movies it's like we spent so much time with them whether it be as an escape mechanism or just something that we really genuinely enjoyed but we found something in it that was great for us and when we had the opportunity to do music it seemed only natural to kind of like fold that in I guess is the best way to say it. Am I right, Paul? What would you say? Uh, more, yeah, more you use it as the separator because we knew, we seen whatever. From our neighborhood, there were 15 rap acts and mm-hmm. everybody was pretty much talking about the same type of things. And Jamie, Brian, and I could have did the same thing, but we wanted to go somewhere where nobody was going that we had seen yet. 
And that's where the love of the horror movie, that's the core twisted. That's the core of House of Crazies. That's another podcast. But yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All all dominoes in the effect as we go to the right. Absolutely. And, And I think that it was like, it was a no brainer because we all, that was like second nature to us. So as we were experiencing learning, performing or trial and error or whatever you want to call it with music, like it just seemed natural to have those be like the, the topics or, or the center focus of what we would write about, sing about and, and that kind of stuff. And, and it was awesome. And it still is. And it's fresh. It's like a time machine. Right. You can go back and listen to it because at its time, now a lot of people do that. But at its time, it was a very like a rare thing. And and maybe that's why it's cool. You know what I mean? Like when you listen to those old Misfits records and you're like, you know, man, it goes back. You know what I mean? It's right. like I it's, mean, it, it hits. It still hits. And that's what's up. The quote unquote yeah. horrorcore genre should be it should have a section in the Grammys by now. It is some of the it, most creative, most I mean, ingenuitive people. Like, I mean, I swear to God, I think it's the most slept on genre in music. Biggest kept secret of music is is horrorcore or the horror music. Right, you're starting to see it drift into the mainstream a little bit more with Mm -hmm. bands like Spencer uh, with Ice Nine Kills, which is awesome, and Chris Motionless. For sure, I think it should be a little more celebrated than it is. But who am I? I agree. Just a guy trying to be a captain of a boat. (laughs) Let let me ask you. Uh, does it give you when you kind of work in a, in a realm of fantasy and we'll, we'll take horror and put it a fantasy, even though we're very well aware of the realistic horrors that we see daily mm-hmm. via the news yeah. or however, does it give you a little bit wider berth artistically to kind of work in a framework of something that's more fantasy driven that are kind of our dreams and our nightmares. And it is like the idea of the reality of the street hustle that you spoke about other bands always singing about. Um, yes and no. I mean, eventually it all becomes a nightmare. So you have mm-hmm. to find a way to keep that evolving, to keep it interesting, or it's just another nightmare. You know what I mean? And that's our job. Our job is to make sure that every time you hear a nightmare from us, you've never heard anything like it. It's nothing like the 40 nightmares you heard that we gave you before that. That's what sure. I think we bring is, is that right there. We're constantly trying to one up the last one. And that's, that, I think that's a lot of why we're here is the content doesn't live. Content doesn't live here. We're never yeah, content. No, word up. Word up. Our, our, our integrity to always raise the bar is, is, is always on point. That, that's, that's definitely real. And I think that it's like, it's like our way of, of, of like, you know, you get pissed and you just want to go on this stab fest and we write a song called kill somebody. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's you're, you're venting. And, and if that can be something that someone else who's having a bad day puts that on, that's their audio medicine. They get it out of their system and they go back about their day. Then it is kind of therapeutic at the end of the day, which we didn't really intend it for that. I don't want to say, you know what I mean? Let's no. be real. We didn't, but, but it's awesome to see that other people have found that in the end product. You know what I mean? We intended to entertain and, and, and do what we love. And we were just hoping other people would love it which, you know, thankfully so, but, but like to see how far it's come and where we are now, it's, it's, it's been an amazing journey and it's just starting to get interesting. Like, holy shit. (laughs) You want to talk about guys that are still doing it and happy to be doing it? Like, yeah, man, we, we, we still got that. And I love that. Yeah. There's a certain sophistication to modern horror, um, Mm -hmm. whether it's in things like the quiet place and things like that. Uh, right. But you know, Jamie, I'm looking behind you and I see a picture of uh, Linda Blair's Reagan. Yep. And it, it, do you guys, when you're, when you're writing in, about these certain themes or whatever, it, is it easier to kind of go for the slasher mentality or, or is it, or, or do you allow yourselves to go into the more, the deeply kind of like connected horror that you would have found in uh, the exorcist where it's a little bit more of a higher level thinking Mm-hmm. what a great question man Nobody i know i know i'm like i'm like and we yeah. say that all the time we could just yeah, be yucking up hack and swag I right. all the time but we try to find the complexities in horror you yeah. know what i mean the the not so obvious at times sure. things that maybe you weren't you know i say the word fear and it could mean five different things to five different people very and true. That that's oh god, that is what a great plus, question. Plus, man. it was awesome. With, <laughs> Thank you. With, yeah, no, that was great. I was gonna say plus, it's awesome with like you know with my 
like, I guess, I guess you want to call it a religious background of being Catholic Mm -hmm. and learning some of the things that I learned. And as I grew into an adult, things that I questioned, things that, you know what I mean? That, that, and Paul has different religious beliefs. We don't have to get into all that, but, but what I'm saying is it's like we used each other as a springboard back and forth to be able to vent our ideas and our, and our thinking. So that's how we could get somewhere like, Reagan or things that would scare us to our core, because in some senses we were more, uh, uh, the, the haunted house vibe, you know, the, the, the mm, demon paranormal. kind of vibe. And those were more, I want to say more really scary than just a person with a knife and a mask. You know what I mean? Which again, Ken, I'm not, no discredit to that. Cause that, that works. And, and I love it. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but like, there was explained. something about, there was something about that, you know, it's because you believe a certain way or you were open to the Ouija board and in progressive entrapment. And now you're possessed by a spirit from another world that hasn't even been human. And you're like, Whoa, that's like, you want to talk about a psychological onion of layers. Right. Yeah. What, what, a, what a great conceptual album that would make if you guys went into the faith, how your faith is conflicted when you reach these levels of evil as you speak about yeah i mean we we get to we we get to we get to tap into some stuff we did like uh we did a song called karma and we talk about like are you going to heaven or hell and and just you know like vibes where we get to express how we think and uh and and whether it strengthen us strengthens our our who we are or it helps us deal with things that we just don't have answers to i i think both those things are great I think that's where we are in our lives. Like, there's just, you can't, there's no answers for the shit we have questions for. For sure. And there never has been. But but we're still asking. Well, I want to ask this, in in all this complexity of what we're talking about, from the tangible version of horror to the psychological version of horror, Mm -hmm. there's two people that are writing words, melodies, mm-hmm. what the, the songs and the process that you two go through from, uh, you know, conception to end, what, what is that like all of these years as it changed from day one to where it is now? And when you're thinking about the story, how do you banter with each other? I, um, I just, I think through trust, it's different. You know, in the beginning, we wanted to be together, make sure each other, you know, was for sure where we needed to be. But now it's more like, um, Madrox has a mind of darkness, right? And it is my job to go in there and plot that out for the really? world to hear or see. Love and that. a lot of times that's what it is. And I love that. Our process um, is He's always been. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. I love you, bro. That's if, that's good if he says a song title and there's a beat, then here's what the song is about. He will write it. I will write it. They will be completely different interpretations yeah. of whatever that subject is. That's, sure. that's another thing that I think is great about us is it's not two guys uh, just talking about the same thing, just same yeah. thing, same thing. Everything uh, has a layer to it. He's going to give you a side of it. I'm going to give you a different side of it. And then you're, there's your side. You know what I mean? That's, so, I that's, yeah. awesome. that's what yeah. makes it truly twisted sometimes because in some senses, I was just going to say about the evolution. I just had to say this because I know this will make Paul smile. But back in the days, we used to write to people's songs and try to block their words out while we wrote to their beats because truth be told, we didn't have instrumentals. And we didn't know how to play guitar. You know, we beat on the table, but that got old. You know what I mean? But when we find, when when people started making instrumentals, oh, that changed the game. And when you started, you know, messing with producers and things got actually serious, it was, it was easier to formulate words. And, and another thing that's cool is a lot of the times Paul and I will sit down and we'll talk about a concept or a title. And then literally we both take the song home and it's, we do what we do to it. And then when we come together, when we put it together, it's like sometimes what we say conflicts each other. Sometimes what we say is exactly the same. And I just think it's neat to have like it's like a fucking twilight zone episode. There's literally something for everyone and uh, whatever side you see it from, you know what I mean? Yeah. Paul, you're literally you're doing exercises in dexterity in, in mental clarity in togetherness, all of that. At the same time, all these years later, you're literally practicing your craft every single time instead of coming to it. Like you said, out of necessity, you were right. writing other people's shit because you, you had to have something to figure this out. For sure. And then that's a, that's a fucking practice. I mean, I can't even think about doing that right now. 
if I were to write lyrics and yeah, yeah. So you just been going through this and these mental, this mental jungle gym, if you will, for 20 (laughs) years with each other. That's fucking dope. It's funny, Paul, you mentioned that Jamie's darkness, you'd have to kind of go in there, pull it out to cipher it. It it reminded me of the relationship between Hannibal Lecter and Clary Sterling. Is it Sterling? Yeah. Yeah. That kind of like, you know, you know, hello, Clarice, and then you're just going to break each other down, but you're trying to, you're both trying to get to the root cause of what this thing is. Right. Yeah. I know it's yeah. in there. I yeah. just have to formulate it and bring yeah, it to you're the both, room. You're both, hunting bu- you're both hunting Buffalo Bill. You just don't, you, you, yeah. you need oh, each other to get to that point. It's Wendigo. Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. You're it's, like a, a, it's like a key that mm-hmm. goes into a, and he's got the top part and I have the bottom part. Click, and now you can open the yeah. door. That's how we've always seen it. Like, just like yeah. that. As long as we're together, there's no door we can't unlock if we want to unlock. Very true. Because we are the key. More like man. a friendship heart. Let's talk about that. For, it, it absolutely takes uh, uh, both of us to, to bring, we bring to the table. I mean, whether it be from the vibe that we're trying to go, or, and I think it's also cool how we, um, uh, celebrate and support each other's ideas to do other things, to keep us challenged and engaged. Like, um, we decided we wanted to do like a trap record. We decided we wanted to do this, you know, like we just, we do these ventures where we go into these things so we can just basically like an exercise, keep ourselves seasoned and and ever, you know, like ever ready to do what we do, whether it be whatever kind of music to keep that it's, it's, it's good for us because it, I just feel it keeps us sharp and, and there's not nothing that we can't do. And I love that. That's another thing too. That's super important to me about us. You know, Chad mentioned mentioned Cracker Barrel's white. Yeah. Chad mentioned y'all's friendship. I mean, friendship alone, just at a base level for over 20 years is is sometimes difficult to keep together, but in a creative process, you guys are like working on album 17, I believe. Uh, Sounds about right. What did you you guys find about yourselves that you were able to keep this thing intact? Not only just on, again, on a a, a kind of a, a humane level, but also a creative level because many acts, you guys have been ups and downs. You've gone through different labels. You've gone through different changes. You've gone through evolutions of your audience. Uh, where you begin, where you are now, and even genres, you're, you know, you're working in the rock, the rock genre now, uh, a little bit more prominently now. Uh, what's the secret, guys? Help, help other bands figure out how to, to live it through this kind of, this life and this business. Um, I, I think as far as like, <clears throat> as far as like friendship, you know, me and Jamie have been friends over 35 years. A lot of people might not know that. We're vampires also, and we're over 100 years old, but that's another podcast. <laughs> but I think through time, you know what I mean? You, look, you, you pay attention to a person and what makes them them. And either you can accept that person for every bit of who they are, or you can't, and you can just be phony about it. Now, that phoniness is going to run out, be it five years, be it 10 years. Eventually, it's going to get hard to play that game. I think that there's just a genuineness. Like I care about him. I think about him every single day. Like he's my life, a big immense part of my life yes. has been for a long time. I you, bro. For real. Absolutely. Right. It's the same thing. I respect him for whatever he thinks, whatever he believes. If I think he's going off the deep end, I'll step in whatever he does with it. He has the same way. It's Amen. like you, it's just about being genuine, man. There's no phoniness. If there's something going on, you pick your battles at times. Like, sure, I don't Fair. want him to wear black socks and white shoes sometimes. And, but yeah. the, I might not say anything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what it is. When you Noted. know and, and you're just being genuine and you're being real, then I think it's easy. It's not hard. It's not hard to yeah. be Jamie's friend. It's hard to be his business partner sometimes. And it's hard to be True. mine because that's just how we are. Like, but that's the thing though. I love, I love that too. It's like, I, I respect the, the, the stuff about you that, that, that I don't like, or I respect the things about you. Like, I love the fact that I love you are who you are. And, and, and no matter what we do, that's important to what we do. Just, just like with me, you know, I know there's things about me that you're just like, Oh my God, shut up already. But you're like, it's who he is. It's who, who he is. is. 
I do it. And that's, and I totally get everything you say. And that's, and that's so fresh. And it's like at the end of the day, and it is hard to be business partners with us because we have such erratic ways about us. And we are so very passionate that if you get in, it's like making a deal with the devil when you hook up with us. I'll tell you what, we're, just, we're on that ass. We can go real though. But it's like, you know, it's, it's like, because we are so very passionate and it's like, you know, and if the it's devil be in the details, brilliant. we are extremely detailed and passionate about what we do. So it's like, man, we are going to watch that ass like a hawk. We're going to call you Absolutely. out of your shit and, and, and support you and uphold you up high when you're fucking rocking it, you know? So it's, it's part of being a support system and that's what we are for each other. And I think that's why we've been this far in the game and we'll continue to go as long as right. we're if I say, um, I don't like that t-shirt idea. He doesn't not invite me to his daughter's birthday. You see what I'm saying? It's like yeah. one doesn't have anything to do with yes. the other. It's just it's yeah. a different gesture. It's funny. One word I would have never attached uh, initially to Twisted would be vulnerability. Yeah. And you oh, immensely. Plenty of that. Yeah. Immensely. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the biggest. I'm telling you, people have a misconception of who and what Jamie and I truly are. True. Sure. It's, it's off of hearsay or you think you might know or whatever. But like I said, if you just get a minute to talk to us, you'll see we're, we're, we're just Jamie and Paul at the end of the day, man. We're doing something that we love, that we love to do. And we still get to do this. We've watched countless people disappear and somehow we're still here. Can't believe it. Can I ask you? Yeah. When you, when you guys talk about being here, that obviously evolves from an ever changing audience. People are just discovering you, which is always refreshing. It's like, you know, Iron Maiden and you're still seeing 15 year olds out there now, like going shit, their dads brought them. This is great. New generation. Right. Right. Um, Have you guys seen a turnover maybe in like, you know, from the early, early kind of juggaloo kind of like tribe to like maybe a new audience for you guys, or they stuck with you the whole way. I know there's some that will hang on. Some, yeah. I some think, kind of see some peel off and you get newcomers. Do you, you guys find in the last few years, you've gotten a whole new audience at some point. I, w- I would say that we've got a whole new audience. I was just saying, say a whole some newcomers, I should say, I'm yeah. sorry. I missed, yeah, yeah. I missed we, We've seen, no, no, you didn't misspeak. It, it, it's, it's, we're trying to, we're trying to figure it out ourselves as well. We've seen. Technically he did because it's Juggalo, Justin, not Juggaloo. I just want to say that. Oh, God damn it. Man. <laughs> sorry, uh, man. No, no. Did what? you not hear about the coffee and the weed? Get off of Justin's back. God damn it. Give him a break. Cut him some slack. What did I say? Right. Juggaloo? You said Juggaloo. No, no. <laughs> Just, just juggalo. Okay. He said I just thought you were having fun with it, man. You were being. Loose just fun. Fun. No, I was coming from the French aspect. That's the French way to say it. it French is juggalo. Yes, yeah. giving more respect. I, mean, I love. We've that. seen. I want to say that we've seen an influx of, of, of listeners, of people, of, of uh, people who enjoy what we do since we've done uh, the warp tour, and since we put ourselves in positions to be on platforms that broadcast us to more people. Um, for example, what we're doing right now, you know, uh, a million years ago, we would have never done this. And, and that may have been a reason why we got the results we got. You know what I mean? So, but much like true businessmen and much like Jamie and Paul in our story, we don't stop learning. We, we are ever growing and, uh, and, and we are always willing to keep pushing forward for the sake of Twisted, for the people who were there since day one or just came on yesterday. If you represent right. us, we represent you. We can't control who likes us and we can't control who don't like us. All we can do is be us and see what happens. We can celebrate the people who do though. And, and, and I love that, that like when people say, I never heard of you guys before, but they're playing you on the radio station in my town. And, and I, I just found your catalog. I, what the hell, man? You know, it's like, it's, it's fun for people to go back and find that discography and, and, and stuff like that. And it's like, and it's fun for some people to just jump in at their jump point and go to the right. Whatever, whatever's your flavor, man. As long as you show up and rep for us, we got you. Could you imagine being an 18 year old? Hadn't heard of Twisted, heard his band plank. You mentioned just on the radio. I'm gonna go check out what they've done, and then you go, oh, "Holy shit!" I'm gonna spend the next year with this catalog. It's not like I'm right. one album in. Right. I'm like, that's like going, "Who's Led Zeppelin?" Oh, they got this album out, and you're like, "Go, uh, I'll see <laughs> yeah. you next year." I'm gonna be hanging out in my stereo. You know, oh, that's insane. that must be amazing for a kid to kind of walk into that 
yeah. riches of all we, of this. We like, hope, yeah. we hope it's not overwhelming. We hope it's not overwhelming. We, uh, sure. we, we, can, we, we like to uh, selectively pick key points where we feel if you're looking to revisit and, you know, in the past and some, some bring you right up to par, you know, like previously seen on, you know, that kind of shit. <laughs> right, right. Right there, you know, but yeah, man, it's right. like, it, each one of those are important to us. We, we say they're like our children and shit. You know what I mean? They're creations of Jamie and Paul that we put out to the universe. So it's like, it's fresh to know that, that even though maybe they didn't have their initial just dues, so to speak, but they will still be appreciated every, every step up the ladder, every run mm-hmm. up the, you know, however you see it or whatever, but like they, they will still get their, their just dues and appreciation because people will go back and find them and, and they'll be celebrated. That's what it's all about is, is people listening to the shit we put out and enjoying it. It's always We're so interesting that. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it's very interesting that I, I think we have to give. There's a certain sophistication to listeners now where they can say, "Hey, look, I understood these guys wrote this album twenty odd years ago, and that's right. where they were artistically. But now they've grown. They're more professional. There's certain things they learned. They've discovered who they are. What their sound is. So it's always really interesting. I think uh, you know, there's always these people like it's like it's like the Metallica thing. Well, it doesn't sound like Master of Puppets anymore. I'm like. Right. Well, Master Puppets is always there for you if you need that, but you have to let them grow. It's like going some 18-year-old, you Man. see him like at 50. Dude, I like you better when you're 18. I'm like going, well, gee, thank you for insulting the last 32 years of my life. That's you what I say to people. They're like, oh, it's real, though. I love those are real things. Those are, those are absolutely Thanks. What a kick in the dick. Like I've made yeah. 11 records <laughs> after <laughs> that one. Cruel, somehow you're, cruel you know, children. 20 yeah. years cruel. Like, oh. cruel, cruel. Make a grown man it's cry. Cruel, cruel, right. cruel as school children, man. Just, just take me in the brand, the damn big, big. It's like, it's like a good, uh, 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 a show. You know what I mean? You watch yeah. the first season and you see, um, the progression by the fourth season, the lighting's better. They got better makeup people on set. They have better mm-hmm. camera people and, and that kind of progression. I think if you listen to Twisted at Most Tasteless and just jumped to the one that comes out September 10th, unlikely prescription. Nice move. You, you will nice. be like, there's no, there's no possible way this is the same two guys. That's just, what you would say. Well, and well if you don't be mind, wrong. Let's segue, let's segue to this new record then, right? Because like mm, you have a record coming out. Hey, on Chad, September before 10. before yeah. we go into I need to do a quick commercial break, Chad, and then we'll go oh. into that. And by then we'll be going to Facebook Live. So it should be a nice little right on the nut, right on the nuggets. Uh, right on the guys, nuts. you've been listening to Making Waves, the Strip Rock Podcast. Not only do mm, we put on this mm, weekly podcast for you rock fans. And, uh, well, we also put on a really kick-ass uh, cruise called Shiprocked. You go to shiprock.com uh, to check us out, and we are sailing in January 2022. So go to shiprock.com and see what cabins we have available, what we've got going on. Our lineup consists of Lamb of God, I Prevail, and many, many others, including Motionless of White. So, nice. Tag in there. There you go. Nice. Anyway, hey, and we're live to Facebook. So, everyone, welcome from Facebook land. We are here with Monoxide. And, uh, well, Mad Rocks from uh, Twisted. So that is you not- guys uh, do it now. <laughs> what up, Fache Book? Oh, there we go. <laughs> nice. Look at that. Look at, he's French. He's saying it in a French yeah. way. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> you see, it's all you about guys, segues. <laughs> there we go. Welcome, I Facebook. I smell my if doobies with the out. Like, if you guys have uh, some questions for Twisted, please put that in the thread. We'll get to those, and you guys might win a prize. So uh, we're going to continue on with our conversation and we're going to talk about the band's new album. The band. The guy's new album. The guy's band. The band. Yeah, so, I mean, I would be turning into a band, though. We are the slowly band. turning into yeah. a band. Yeah. You are. Shout you out to Draven, our drummer, the best drummer in the world, man. Hell yeah. Yes, we just worked, uh, we worked Derek Obscure, and now we have a, a lead we guitar. We did. Shout out to Derek for the first time at Riff Fest, right? Is where we unveil that greatness. Yeah, man. <laughs> had rehearsals, nailed them. Oh God! Slowly but surely, we're becoming the rock version of Parliament Funkadelic. It's gonna be like forty <laughs> people up there, a goddamn wow. spaceship flying around. Dressed like big we'll birds. See. Yeah, I love it. Holy <laughs> shit! So good. So fucking good. Jamie's so before, in knee-high spaced in dragon boots. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do want I'm sorry. Yeah. Before we, we went live, we were talking about how your if you were a new listener, 
and you were to stumble upon, for instance, Envy that's on the radio right now, right? Uh, I think it's been on, and you got, that song's been crushing too. If I remember Jerry correctly, Vice Nine Kill and Richard Moore's positive. Yeah, and it's been on the radio charts for seven weeks, uh, rock radio charts. Which before this era of the band, I don't know if Twisted had ever went to the rock radio charts. So no, it would always be alternative. It would. It would alternative, yeah, alternative. Fair. But I was going to say, they know it. we're coming. Yeah, and then here if I'm if I'm this this kid that's listening to the radio or or gentleman that's listening to the radio, and I'm like, well, who the fuck is this? this is awesome. And now we're right. to go onto your Spotify page and be like, oh, what the fuck? This band's been around for a while. And they've transitioned from, from what, I mean, it's all in the same exact house, right. but there's different rooms, right? So like sure. if you were to go all the way back to 97 and then move all the way forward, you would have seen mm-hmm. the two of you, grow, yeah. heard the two of you growing up. You would have, yeah, yeah you see the evolution. We didn't grow up on yeah. television. We grew up on wax, but, but legitimately, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. You, you definitely see that. Like in our beginning projects, it was a lot more uh, hip hop oriented, very horror movie inspired. It was very raw. You know what I mean? We, we, we would slow the tape down or speed it up to get those creepy vibes. You know what I mean? And it's like, as we, as we progress and, and now work with producers that are like, you know, I want to bring out this or this. And it's like, it's interesting. It's like, we're literally tapping into like a whole new, it's like a whole new world for us, but, but new process and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Strangely enough, we feel comfortable in it. And I think that's, that's the best part about it. It's like, we feel comfortable because we've wanted this for so long to continue to do what we do and, and not just to continue it just for the sake of doing it, but actually to go upward, continuing it and, you know, be on the right path. So, so it's been a journey and it still is. And and we got a lot of, we got a lot of fun shit still coming out. So um, yeah, he said, he's yeah, right. still. It's interesting because nowadays we do see a lot of, of hip hop, rap acts, whatever you want, want to put yourself in. Uh, Tech mm-hmm. Nine, mm-hmm. Uh, Hire the Heroes. So you have these crossover yeah, again. It's like the crossover's back. You know, obviously there was the era of Limp Bizkit and Corn when they enraged and they brought sure. that kind of philosophy in, kind of went away. Kind of coming back, but in a different, much different favor where you guys are legit straight rappers kind of segueing over into this thing to kind of obviously explore what you guys can do in that genre and obviously and, 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 and opening rock fans up to this new experience as well. What's yeah, crazy is now that we're in the rock world and, and you look at things like, you know, give me the, t- the top 10 hottest songs in rock and six of them have a 12 bar rap verse in it. Like, it's just, it's different again. Mm-hmm. It changed mm-hmm. again because it wasn't like that. And and maybe that made our transition a little more comfortable, like a little warmer. Like, there you go. I'm going to nestle you closer to the bosom. There you go. Yeah, you can yeah, still rock yeah. if you want. We want you to rock. We want to hear you rock. Don't be a poser. Let me hear it. So it's Fair. very interesting. No, I agree. I agree. I think it's, 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 and also too, because music is ever shaping and, and I like how it's getting more and more diverse and you're starting to see like people putting the chocolate and the peanut butter and coming out with great shit. You know what I mean? It's like, it's starting, you're starting to get a lot of that. And I think that's, what's cool. And I think that's kind of what we've always been doing. And we, but, but we touched on, uh, I want to say like rock vibes for, for lack of better terms in our past, it was just never done with a seriousness and never done with anybody's guidance to, to say, you know, like, let me help you. I'm going to, let's do this. Right. You know what I mean? And, and those kind of vibes. So it's like, uh, it, it's, it's been a process and we're like extremely appreciative to everybody who's working with us. And you, you guys have been rock fans for like your whole entire lives too. If I, if I remember I have, correctly. Yeah. Paul, yeah, I yeah. make Paul listen to a lot of stuff, but yeah. Me, me and his parents made him listen to his good share of, uh, um, of good old rock and roll. But yeah, no doubt. No, there's, <laughs> I mean, there's something undeniable about a rock riff in the 808. Like, oh, yeah. They, yeah. they just go together so well. So, yeah, Absolutely. I mean. No, I'm talking about when you used to tease me for my hair metal phase and I just saw everything from Cinderella to, you know. To Poison, to Rat. I remember. You know it, man. Rat still to the day, man. Shout out Stephen Piercy. Yeah, man. For real, though. (laughs) 
it's, 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 it's who you are. And I think that's another thing about what we do is we keep, we keep celebrating that individuality. It's all about who you are. And, and yeah. that's the main thing and giving people their power back. Like it's okay to be you, you know, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to fucking just, just be you. It's okay. Be you. It's funny you oh, mentioned listening to hair metal. I, I think it, it it proves that you can do what you do and then move into rock and still be authentic because quite honestly, it is part of what your musical experience and history and education has been. It's not like you guys just been, oh yeah, we just listened to Run DMC our entire lives and we stumbled across this, you know, shout out the devil. Sure. Oh, sure. No, you grew yeah. up with that stuff. Like anyone else, just as sometimes people peel off, they stay the course of Black Sabbath or they move into like, you know, as you say, parliament or something like that. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. We stayed and we just happened to be the, the blend of both of those. Mm-hmm. He would keep me like, oh, listen to this, listen to this. And I'd be like, hey, listen to this, listen to this. And slowly, it's called surely, anthrax. It's belly of the beast. You have to listen to it. <laughs> right. Well, you yeah, never heard anything I mean, like this. It's called the Fat yeah, Boys. Yeah. One of them beatboxes. It's insane. Like, we would trade like yeah. these audio, you know. And then you like found it was the shit, oh, like they were baseball cards. I do like rock music. Here's what I like about rock music. And you start gearing more towards that, or you're like, oh man, I like this kind of rap music, and then, whatever. So there you right. have it. Next thing well, you know, culture, you know, you got a back Led Zeppelin tattoo, the side of your Robert Plant's face, just like that, giving yeah. you some of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, what people tend to forget is the genres are much closer as far as the fan base. They're both heavily early on into tape trading. And that's how you discover new sounds. You wrote through the back of magazines. That's how you find your 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 tribe, your community yeah. was through yeah. that. So they're so interconnected. They just they work off different beat levels. However, how many times have you heard a rapper take a big fat riff that they discovered and just throw something really incredible over the top of it? It's true. Yeah, it's you're right. Yeah. We've yeah. seen that a couple times. That was that was like uh, a lot of the the late '90s when people were just taking whatever sound it could, you know what I mean? And just, and dropping mm-hmm. it and rapping to it. So yeah, so that, that want or that need to try to cross and, and bring people together. Like, let's, let me show you what I do and all, let me show you what I do. And it's like, I just, I think that's, I think that's why it's been such a healthy relationship with the sounds and, and stuff like yeah. that. As yeah, we go mention community, Justin, and I, like, I just want to touch on with this record coming out, you have a lot of, you guys are like the kings of collapse. Like you do well with your with your people. You bring your people up onto your record. You, when you before this this last record, you I, every record's got somebody from some other camp on it, right? I love that shit. Right. I think that that's important for really? uh, now. Yeah, it's it's literally it's all about how we find things. It's like there's no more liner notes, so you're kind of like seeing a name. You're like, plus I'll listen to this, right? So very right. true. With this record, you have like speaking of community you have a lot of the rock and metal community a uh, guest starring on it i, I noticed mm-hmm. like the last three sh- songs between spencer yeah. uh on the, you know guest vocaling on envy and then with me on band you have danny filth from fucking cradle of filth on it uh you have you have no change with matt who was just on from yeah. yeah yeah from from ashes oh, yeah. who's just on here yeah, it's, it's huge man i mean like good dude how how did how did that all come about? Do you guys call your some people in your Rolodex or like what was your th- thought process there? <laughs> like, um, like man, what a process it was. Like there's 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 songs that we make and you hear somebody on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We just got lucky that everybody that we heard on them was like, hey, send the goddamn song. Send a song. <laughs> We were blown away. We thought we were going to get a bunch of middle fingers because that's usually what we get in the rap world. They're like, nah, 150 grand and your your son. You know what I mean? For And I'll do your chorus. Rock isn't like that. It was completely different. Yeah. Everybody's like, send the song. Send the yeah, song. I dig your vibe. I dig what you're doing. The, yeah, for real, though. The, the, and people's process, too. On, uh, on how they do stuff was, was kind of just interesting too, just to look at like, cause how we talked about earlier in the show, how Paul and I have a process of how we work. And it was just interesting to see like, like uh, for example, Matt, uh, Matt B from Ashes to, uh, Ashes to New, like it was like, he would, he would be like sending me these voice messages and it's like him freestyling doing his verse. And then he's like, fuck that, that's not it. This is the one. And I'm just blown away. <laughs> and, like, like the love dude the love the vibe the like you know, like i want the involvement right because it's like 
it's like to, to, to work with people that are just, you know, that really just like give a shit, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it, you know, it's, it's a different vibe. It's a different world. It's a different kind of community. And I just think that since, since like the warp tour kind of opened us up to that and, and basically, you know, welcomed us in. And, uh, and, and I just think that that vibe has carried through and it's just been a, a great wave of, uh, of energy of, of just a lot of great people all helping each other. Like right. how you we chat, how you know, like we that. get on, we yeah. put somebody on, they get on, they put us on. It's like, it's just, it's like a give back to the community kind of vibe. Yeah. It's interesting. Absolutely. The whole idea of Danny filthy, you guys makes complete sense because even in this metal genre, they're so far outside. They're like the outlier, but they always stuck to their guns. And obviously him coming from more of an English horror background yeah. and fascination. Yeah. And you guys could from horror. American one. I could see him immediately being, yeah, I want to get involved with this because it just makes sense. And I don't know yeah. how you guys applied his high pitched his vocal style. Yeah, that's crazy. Danny, Danny was crazy conversating with him and just basically just being like, man, I think it's, I, I am intrigued as a fan, uh, uh, both of just watching both of our communities and just both of the fan bases. And I think that if we do this, it's just, it's, I just think it would be one of the most iconic things in the world. And like, he got it he got it and he was just like, send it. And, and the same thing, you know what I mean? Like just the participation level and like, we're still approving videos and shit back and forth, you know, cause we got a video for uh neon vamp coming out. So it's like, we're still, you know, engaged in the, in the process as we get closer to the record, you know? I look so, weird yeah. in this shirt. Like, I don't know. I'd look like I was like a mini Jabba sitting over here. Like, yeah, hey, can we ask, can, can we ask you guys a question? <laughs> could, could we ask you guys a question? Uh, one of Absolutely. Our question this is, her name's Karen. And she wants to know if you could do a song for a soundtrack what would, of a movie that's already played out, what would the movie be? Um, any of the Halloweens? Yeah. I, would say Halloween kills. I said Halloween kills. Yes, I was with you. Yeah. Any of them. Give me any of them. Give me the one with Buster. Oh, you would, you would do this. Has the soundtrack for Halloween Kills already been finished? You guys oh, can still sneak in there. I don't know. I don't think so. And and I and, and if it is, it's it's probably just original score. I don't think they do like a lot of that, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like uh the crow and spawn were like notorious for having some of the most raddest soundtracks ever because they're just just you know, movies in general movie. from the late nineties, early nineties, yeah, the nineties movies. If you had a crap soundtrack, we knew your movie sucked. We didn't even go see it. We'd love to take a stab at like too, like one of them Conjuring movies. I know there's every there, every other second there's a new one of those or a Paranormal Activity. We're up for the challenge. Can't oh yeah! God damn it! I got another question because I I want to know this too. I'm always curious about you guys travel for work and you guys are on mm-hmm. the road. What other country or part of the world do you want to go back to because? Well, as far as visiting, like, what was your favorite country to play in outside of the States? Um, um, two I different see. reasons. First, yeah. Amsterdam. And then <laughs> um, it was Germany. I've never seen anything like it. We walked into this festival in Germany. There were like 75,000 people all laying on the ground. I didn't know why. And somebody told me it's because they're drunk from the night before from earlier in the day. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. As yeah. soon as the guitar started, they started to wake like zombies from the dead. And all of a sudden, I was watching Rammstein on stage. Never heard of them before. This was yeah. like 15 years ago. And sure. then we got to see Black Sabbath and to watch that crowd. Dude, in a thunderstorm on a hill, me and Monoxide on a hill in front of the fucking artist tent watching Black Sabbath in a thunderstorm. It, I, you Enough. cannot make that shit up. It was Enough. one of the things. That was the highlight of us being over there. And I, I don't, forgive me if I sound geographically challenged, but I remember, which is not in the States, but we were in London and, yeah. and the love and the love the love that we got in London, little old us, nobody knew us from anybody and we got love and I will never forget that. So that would be my place. If I was to go back, I'm just like, I don't know what the love would be like now, but if it was anything like it was then, it's more than enough. Right. We got to well, go to Europe because we agreed to be crew and set up stage and all that stuff. So yeah, over yeah. there, we were just loaders. And then all of a sudden they'd see us on stage. Like, what, what, 
Hey, man, that was going on, man. <laughs> right, 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 man. Pay yeah. dues. Yeah. So I have a question, though. I, I'd like to know, um, what was the first horror movie each, each of you ever saw? Hmm. I don't know if you consider it horror. I did because I still I'm terrified of deep bodies of water. But I saw Jaws at a drive-in. It's uh, absolutely I, I was, a horror. Was, it's a horror film. One hundred percent. Okay, yeah. that was it at the drive-in. My mom and the the man she's married to for like forty five years. That's where they went on their date, and they took the kids. They thought it'd be a fun movie. Oh no! Terrifying. No, no, no. Oh. But you know, that's funny because that that falls into what Jamie was talking about, the psychology (laughs) of fear that plays into certain horror, a higher level horror film like The Exorcist we we mentioned earlier. There's that the psychological and just obviously with that movie, Spielberg was such a genius using things like the barrels and the dock as the shark. Yeah. You just knew something was there. And that psychological is that that's a killer. That is, it is. Yeah. It's Whatever's left to the imagination, there's nothing crazier than your imagination. Oh, absolutely. And if they leave you a little bit of room to use it, probably going to be bad. Yeah. Well, Jamie, how about you? I, w- I want to say, I want to say it was Friday the 13th part two, which had that, it had that, like, you know, that the previously on part one where you just seen Pamela Voorhees for a quick second. And it was like, it went right into that. And it, that was kind of like, I want to say that was my, it was either that or, or, or last house on the left. And I don't know what the hell I would have been doing. I sneak in to watch that. Cause that's like everything but a snuff film. Uh, you know, <laughs> Wes Craven, shout out Wes Craven, rest in peace. What the fuck was going on there? But yeah, um, two, two great movies though. Two great ass yeah. movies that, that like show you two like, really creepy places one is is the pickup of the, of the friday the 13th storyline and the other one is just oh shit yeah was, was that, two, that was, looks like it could really happen yeah oh, was number two which one was Corey feldman and what what uh, that three no four four or five four, four. And five. okay yeah because three four was the five. 3d one right part three was 3d Yes, three was three was three D. Three's the first time he gets the uh, the hockey mask too. Gets it from Shelly. Yeah, it just died from the house. Yeah, it goes from there, man. That's when it really gets good. But yeah, there's some there's some funny games that too. I have a question. Okay, so this is kind of like uh, let's just call this our our the plank section uh, because these questions are really great. I think they're great for this section. But so we do this little uh, part in the podcast where it's uh, called walk the plank and usually just ask questions and it's random questions that have nothing to do with music. And mine is that. So I wanted to know if either one. So I'll I'll, I'll start with well, whoever wants to go first. Um, do you possess any qualities of your astronomical sign? Also, what's your sign? Oh, hey, no. um, um, according to my daughter, spot on. I'm a cancer. And then, you know, it's something about the night moon and the waves of the water and the sway of the trees. And she broke my personality down to exactly me. It was weird because they say cancers are like passive and really sweet people. And I'm like, I got, but I have this side to me. She was like, because you have a Taurus moon. And that means that like you care about the way that you dress and and just weird. It was bizarre, but I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds like me. Yeah. I was blown away. So I'm a, I'm a cancer. Uh, mm-hmm. My favorite things are bowling, fast food and hanging out <laughs> yeah. with my friends. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, hi, I'm Jamie. I'm a Scorpio. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I, you know, um, uh, yeah, I, I want to say that there's some, uh, some of the attributes, uh, supposedly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a very, uh, uh, I'm an extrovert, stubborn. but I'm introvert. Well, yeah, I'm very stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, yep, there's a few. very creative. Mm-hmm. Those are traits in, in a. I don't like saying these things about myself. It makes me feel conceited. <laughs> right. No, no, it's, it's, it's so bizarre. But yeah, that's yeah. something I never paid attention Passionate, to until very, very, she said so. Yeah. Very, but, but yeah, like I want to say, you know, they're very passionate about stuff. Like a lot of the stuff that we do uh, happens to be passion projects. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff to where it's like no matter hell or high water on the plank. 
so to speak. See what I did there? Uh, still, it's going to happen. We're going to make it happen because we say it, we're doing it, you know, kind of vibe. So, yeah, I like I, that. I have a question, and this is not really a walk the plank. This is more of just a no yes or got to no or do you. Uh, both of you, uh, Jack the Ripper, still alive or no? Mm-hmm. Yes, but not the real one. He's been cloned by uh, the Germans and, and left to roam around Saudi Arabia. He had me for a second. He had me for a second because I was like, holy shit, that was deep. Uh, uh, yes, 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 he's alive if it was yes. more than one person. If it was if it was a conspiracy, then yes, he's still alive or somebody was still alive. I want to say no, though. I think he died a long time ago. I really okay. do. He's not part of it, like from uh, from hell where they made him made him a mason. Yeah, uh, no, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Now, if you're talking about Zodiac, that's another, that's a whole other vibe right there. That, that right that, there is more than yeah, one person. You know what? That that's a really good. God damn, that's a really good subject to stuff to sit on. That that would oh, that's yeah. definitely if if you're gonna go there and say it. But I, I would say that I get more cult vibes from that than I do. Is that um, Son of Sam Zodiac? No, no, no. Zodiac was the. Uh, um, like he would leave like all of these like letters and shit telling and you'd have to do like a like the Sunday paper uh, axes as mm-hmm. ass and you'd like have to transcribe all of his shits and he would oh, want nice. like the original people to taunt the, the the you know the authorities and shit and yeah saying you know like, I think he was the precursor to uh, the Night Stalker interesting yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair. fair that's yeah. very close in the time. Night Stalker yeah. Yeah. Was it Richard Ramirez? Son of Sam? Richard Ramirez, yeah. No, Richard well, Ramirez. I think, son of, I think Son of Sam was David Berkowitz. Yeah, Berkowitz, uh, yeah. Remember, he talked to his dog. His dog told him to kill people. Yeah, if it wasn't, yeah. you know, it was like a group of people, and they all, yes. just FYI. I, I have heard that theory as well. I have heard that theory as well, which, which is very crazy. And it's like you get into that it gets interesting. Yeah, see, there you are. Yeah, right. okay. My dog There's a really good too, new documentary about this book. It's just the whole thing that we're talking about now. That's yeah. crazy. No, that's great. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but yeah, there's, there's some, there's some different and interesting uh, angles after all these years, you know what I mean? That kind of, that kind of make a little more sense to some of the things that didn't connect, so to speak. But yeah, no, that's very interesting. Yeah. I, have a, I have a ship rock related question, Justin, and then uh, I'll leave you to, be, to, to whatever your vices are. Have either of you ever played a concert on a cruise ship or, or any sort of like vessel that would be on buoyancy, a buoyancy vessel, you know? Um, no, but we had to travel on ferry and that yes. was amazing. There was a duty free store. You could go and buy all kinds of stuff with no tax. It was insane. Seagulls, came out there with cigarettes and liquor <laughs> and they were like, they're American. Well, I was like, you're goddamn right. Get out of my way. Like, it was insane. That thing was huge. It was like a moving city. There were cars and buses yeah, right. parked on it. The first 30 minutes, I just stood there. I got left on one of those. It was awful. <laughs> oh, my God. Was everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. Uh, I was going to answer a, uh, a question uh, from one of our, our, our strip rockers, Katie Crane. Katie wants to know, hey, are you guys ever going to be on strip rock? Katie, I'm going to answer that. We had this discussion before we went on here. Uh, yes, at some point, uh, they will be part of our lineup. Not in 2022. We're, we're already there. But, you know, going forward, um, the gentleman at Twisted will be joining us on one of our ships. And uh, they can Man, actually be awesome. Get some, nah, they can get something awesome. the duty. Yeah. It's quite the duty free shop, by the way. So you guys are going to yeah. yeah. see you guys. He's already <laughs> calling himself <laughs> Captain. So he's already fit there. <laughs> That's going to miss his set time. He's shopping. <laughs> right, guys, absolutely. Uh, Can you can we talk about real quick the event you got coming on this weekend? It's your fourth annual Astronomicon. I assume that's a takeoff on the Book of the Dead from uh, Evil Dead. Uh, Um, Actually, I'll give you the truth. Here it is. This is the behind the scenes thing with Astronomicon. We we knew we were going to do a con. We knew we needed a name. It took us two years to come up with the name for a record label. So we brought in other people and we're like, hey, let's powwow it. And yeah. Justin was like yeah. Astronomicon. And oh, that was it. After Shout a couple hours of people shooting names, somehow he said that. And we all were like, ding. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. 
That's great. Awesome. Um, can you tell some folks about, I mean, if you guys are in the area and you are going, you have tickets or can you get some yeah, folks out yeah. there who aren't it, familiar with what, what this thing is? It's a pop culture event. Uh, it's going down at the Sheridan in Ann Arbor, Michigan this weekend. Um, we have everybody from the likes of uh, Bill Mosley, Kane Hodder. We got AEW wrestling stars, Sammy Guevara, um, Darby Corey Adler. Taylor's there. Oh, Michael fuck. Berryman's there. Yeah, Mick man. Foley's there. Mick Foley. Conti's there. There's Conti, yes. Insane. It's, There's, we're uh, there. Right, <laughs> right. It's it's a celebration. Well, I'm, I'm going to go there, so that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, Jazz would be there, and, then, and there's Great. vendors, and there's seminars, and yeah. there's uh, free throw shooting this year against me. I'm going to bury a couple of kids out there because they don't know what they're getting into. Yeah. Um, it's script yeah. reads. Uh, we we, we do a script read. read. That's right. fun. Yep. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. So, too, guys, if you guys are interested in video, the video lifestyle, gaming, horror, music, uh, it sounds like the whole kit and caboodle. Um, check it out. Astronomicon. Um, Absolutely. Can you go there? Can they go to twisted.com or to, to find out more information about this for maybe? You, you can, you can, you can visit it, but, but if you want to go to astronomicon.com, there's uh, the, there whole, the, the three day schedule is up, uh, how to buy tickets, uh, lodging around town for, you know, to show you what's sold out and what's not. They're pretty on top of their stuff. And, uh, and for a better, more inclusive lineup of everybody, we just named just but a few of just, you know, the ones that we're just jonesing to see, cause we're excited yeah. just like everybody else. That's so. just the stuff we're doing. There's I didn't say Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor Slipknot will be there. I did say Corey Taylor. Did you say? I'm sorry. I'm I did. Fair I enough. Did. Fair enough. Right? Well, I mean, it was like, dude, no. Spencer Thomas to buy nine kills. He will be there straight up. He was on so it's, it's, it, it, it's a stacked. It's a stacked list of people that yeah, man, people seriously, come check it's out. It's going to be a good time. Um, and obviously last week, guys, if you pay attention to last week, we had uh, Mr. Bill Mosley on here last week. So this is a nice tie-in. And also, uh, come September 10th, you want to tell folks about the new record? A likely prescription. Yeah, man. Uh, we're we're excited. trading the rock world. We went, Ooh. we bought drums, we bought guitars, we bought basses, and we figured out we couldn't play none of that shit. So we went and got people that could. <laughs> and me and Jamie wrote some shit, and we're going to blow yeah. your fucking minds. Oh, I there promise you, you that. I want to I say I want to that. it's 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 the first time in our career that we've ever had any type of uh, radio success with, with anything. So and that started with Rose Petal and uh, it's kept on all the way through Envy. So um, just I, I, I can't I can't sing enough. Holy shits about it. Uh, me and Paul are excited. It's it's a new it's a new day for us. And uh, we hope you enjoy it. Nine, ten, twenty one. Unlikely prescription. Right. All right. So September 10th, unlikely prescription. That sounds like the perfect foray into the Halloween season. So that might be the first record you pick up to get yourselves in the mood for that. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time tonight. We really, really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, uh, thank thank you. you for indulging my horror fan. Um, no worries. Nerdness. It was so a blast. I appreciate that. Love it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, guys, remember to check out everything that's going on with Twist. You can go to twist.com. Check out all their social pages to see what's happening. Um, and we want to thank gentlemen. Um, for joining us and we also want to thank the people who make this show work and that includes our show producer Al McManus our show engineer Jennifer Zito our show coordinator yeah. Heather Heather Smith is it Heather Smith? yeah it is Heather Smith sorry man I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a brain fucking fog dude I'll tell you it's killing me yeah Heather Smith and then obviously the captain Alan Koenig see uh, Polly there is another captain so you guys are going to have to battle for supremacy on that one <laughs> I am there if you need me. I am there. not there to start in trouble. In a pinch, give him a call. In the pinch. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, uh, and obviously, I want to thank uh, the host, Chad Niceville, the host of the Shoot Rocks 2022 coming up. And uh, hey, Chad, real quick, did you guys just have some yellow vinyl come out for Wilson? Oh, we did. Yes, you, yes. It, actually, that's, that was very nice of you to mention. We just re hey, re-released our uh, first record, Full Blast Fuckery, on um, uh, a beautiful yellow vinyl, the, the color of uh, my dog, um, Carl's semen. <laughs> and uh, you can get that at VelocityRecords.com. <laughs> wow. Hey, yo. Oh, I love your high voice, too. You were like, I didn't even know that. You know, they're looking at me like, yeah, you <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, all right. Listen, Jamie, Paulie, thank you again, guys. Really uh, thank appreciate you guys. it. Have a much successful weekend, and we look forward to the record coming out. And uh, obviously, we'll see you guys in the ship in the near future. Thank you, guys, man. Thank you, everyone out there. Jill, much you won it. tonight, so thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we'll see you guys again next week with a whole new featured guest. Take care, guys. Bye. Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear. The people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments. The ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember. The ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.